It's Thursday, February 9th, 2017, and you're listening to episode 431 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is one hour and two minutes. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Brodor. This is Wayne. My name's Chad. All right, so we got something to clear up first that... (laughs) I can't believe ended where it did, but Fear the Boot is not a drama-driven show, right? (laughs) We we don't get on here and grind axes with people and the, what the f*** show are you on? (laughs) Dad, did your fursona get us in trouble again? (laughs) No, it was me that got us in trouble, (laughs) and then it just kind of spilled over into my fursona. So, a guy created a, and I'm going to link this in the show notes. A guy created a fursona on Twitter that is a null. Some guy. Did you say fursona? Fursona. Yeah, that's fursona. That's brilliant. Yes. But, all right. We so, don't know who this guy is. So a, 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 a guy by the name of Tony, and I apologize if I'm butchering the last name here. Pony. Rapinger? No. <laughs> I would never lie about my first name. Notice Narl doesn't have a last name. That's true. But, There's power in names. Right, but... Tony Petreca, I believe is his name, he created a book called The Fifth Edition Racial Options, and specifically in this book, he covers gnolls. <laughs> and so, a whole bunch of people... So, th- this is like when somebody does a gif of a Jenga tower catching on fire, 10,000 people email me Precisely. With this. Or if there's yeah. a picture of a pug dog, everybody has to send it to Eddie Webb, right? Because right, right. of the Pugmire thing. And it's the same thing, so... Everybody and their dog is linking this, you know, thing to me. So I go out there and look at it, and I decide, just based on the product description, now mind you, I don't know anything about this product. For anyone who's not aware, they have put something like the Open Gaming License on 5th Edition. So third parties can now make 5th Edition D&D supplements the same way they did with 3.0 and 3.5, which I think is a great thing. So this Tony guy went out and he's made a couple. And one of the ones that he made more recently is one where you play Knowles and it's available on drive through. I'll link it in the show notes if you want to check it out. Now, I personally, I do not own it. I have not read it. Today is literally the first I've heard of it. I know nothing but what the cover looks like. Okay, so I have no thoughts for or against this. But it's every old boy Ramble Deppinger's persona had some opinions about it. So, so Sean Patrick Fannin, who some of you guys may know the name, he used to be fairly high up at Drive Through RPG, and I'm not sure exactly what he's doing now. But I know one of the things he does is Sean's pick of the day, where he focuses on kind of bringing out a lot of particularly independent or smaller press type products. So today's one was this Knoll supplement. So once again, a whole bunch of people are linking it to me, wanting to hear what it is Narl has to say on it. So Narl wrote a fairly lengthy, rambling, and asinine commentary on it that covers everything from him feeling oppressed to peeing on an elementary school teacher's desk, <laughs> to comparing the additions of D&D to Hitler. I mean, it is just, <laughs> it is nonsense. But somehow, because of the fact that it was too much to tweet, right? So it was an image. And I'll link to the tweet in the show notes. If You'll have to download the image and open on your computer to read it, because it's way too much to fit in a single tweet. But the text I put above it was something to the effect of him saying, here's my response to this highly offensive product. <laughs> 
Well, Sean Fannin saw that and I guess didn't realize who or what Gnarl is <laughs> and saw my name associated with it because I said, oh, yeah, look at look at this tweet and then linked Gnarl's tweet in Sean's thread. <laughs> and so suddenly it, it's all like, wait a minute, is there something going on here? Like, is this product offensive or or is there some kind of like, you know, beef between Fear the Boot and this Tony guy? And it's like, no, this is just <laughs> this is my absurdism. So, Tony, if if you got anyone of that, we have nothing but love for what you're doing. This was just me being a jackass, and so a few people took me way too seriously. And I and I understand because Sean even he wrote me and said, you know, it's just everybody's crazy right now. People are losing their minds. Right. So he's like, you know, I see this in was it Poe's Law, mm-hmm. where when things get absurd enough, you can't tell yeah, tell between yeah. reality and yeah, yeah, a reality and absurdity start to look the same. Yeah, like people think I actually have a Facebook page. Right? <laughs> How absurd? <laughs> Which right? But, but you but, do. But, but you, you do. do. <laughs> and so that one is the other side of it. But on this side of it, you know, he saw this Twitter account he's not familiar with talking about the product containing highly offensive and racist material. Yeah. And which, he didn't read it. He just saw the buzzword, you yeah. know, racist yeah. and blah, 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 blah. He didn't <laughs> see it like, you know, gnarl peeing on teachers' desks and eating people. Yeah, and- it starts off with the, the title of it. I won't read the whole thing. You guys can read this yourself if you want to. But it starts off with fifth edition racial options, Knowles. Gnarl's first comment, he dissects the whole thing line by line. His first comment is, so now my race is an option. <laughs> I didn't choose what I was born as. Don't get me wrong. If I could have chosen, I'd still pick Noel, but that's not the point. <laughs> and it just goes downhill from there. So if you're interested in playing a Noel in 5th edition, once again, I have no recommendation or or. Con- or experience or experience or yeah i literally know nothing about this product but its right. existence but i do want to make 100 clear one fear the boot is not a call out or takedown show and secondly if for some reason we really do someday feel the need to call somebody out it's not going to be done through Narl's twitter account <laughs> so just assume anything you see there is just pure stupidity as I try to cope with the work day. So anyway, I'll link all that in the show notes. Are you just fishing for followers or likes no. or whatever the hell they're called on Twitter? <laughs> At this point, I'm more like trying to make clear to random independent content creators <laughs> that we don't have some kind fear of... Fear the boot is not your enemy. Gnarl might be, but fear the boot is yeah. not. I mean, you may not have swayed Gnarl. He may still... So have you been accused that Gnarl is the stalking horse for Fear the Boot? <laughs> that, that he's basically my catfish? Yeah. Not yet, which is actually kind of strange. Uh, then it, I'm waging the allegation right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brodor, the reason it's sort of strange is I all but said that on the show at one point. <laughs> Go back through the show history. Look for me talking about something called Kitty, and you will understand what Gnarl is to me. But anyway, all right. The real you? No, he's just... <laughs> you paused for half a second, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we know, we know, you just need to accept this into your heart. <laughs> and the great thing is you cut me off before we could find out, was it no period or no comma? Right. So, mm-hmm. right, we don't know how that sentence yeah, would have ended. It's just, no. who can say? Who can say? Who yeah. can say? Hey. I'm sure if you were on Twitter, Daryl would tell you. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. I think he... 
You know, when we did the No Shave November, he uh, threatened Chris, and then he said that I looked like his uncle something, and then I forget what he said about you. He, he said, he told Wayne something to the effect of, so you're going to try and grow facial hair. This should be amusing. <laughs> and then, you know what? Wayne grows a full beard. Yeah, I'm mean, not like one of these patchy red No, heads. no. It's, okay, no. It, it is more, more manly. beard. It's very manly. Yes, it, yes. It, it is more beard. I want beard. to run my fingers through it. Than, than I think a typical ginger could manage. <laughs> but I'm going to guess this has been something, a project for about a year now. No, and no. This is all just November, and I trim a lot. Yeah. See, it could be huge. Right. That's the difference in you and Narl. Narl tells the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Whether people want to hear it or not. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Chad Broder, one of you have something you were going to rant about before we get into our topic, our gaming topic for today. I don't recall. I mean, we Brodor and I... We can rant. We can rant. <laughs> what Brodor and I usually have a conversation. Like, I show up first... Yeah, and then you have this. What would you call it, a driveway that does this sort of not yeah, like, shoes. Yeah, yeah, it it's here. like a little surcharge. It's yeah. like a semicircle in front of the house. Yeah, so so you've got a semi. Yeah, and then I've got a raging semi. Right. Or he's forty. It happens. <laughs> or a figure eight. If you drive too far, and have to make a yeah circle you, around. Yeah, we saw yeah. you doing that. So when I usually show up first, Brodor shows up second, and then we usually have a conversation about something you know gaming related. So it's usually like not. Hey, how was your day? Well, I did this at work. It's usually we kind of like have a mini topic on the driveway. Yeah, because you got out of your truck and you were carrying a passport for the visually impaired. Right. And I, I was like, I was like, are you reading your passport in the car? It's like and a Moleskine notebook. It, it turns out, yeah, it's a, it's actually a notebook. Oh, when you handed it to me, I thought it actually was a passport. <laughs> it, and right? I'm like, wow, this is right. the biggest so passport. So my just... dumbass in the dark. Of course I thought it was a passport. Because yeah. the passport's about like half that size. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's way too large. It's like but, a little composition but, notebook Moleskine thing. In it. fairness, now that Dan is in his luxurious mansion, <laughs> mm. we need a passport just to be allowed <laughs> oh. into the neighborhood. You know? All right, true story here. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do kind of check your credit. They do a hard pull on your credit just to get into the neighborhood. So did yeah. you know that the house across, directly across from me, the one that has like the white painted bricks and all that stuff, I've been told by the people that used to live in the house we're living in now, okay? It used to be, I don't know, a doctor or something like that. But the house across the street from us actually has an indoor swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> My house does not have an indoor swimming pool for anyone who's Yet. rethinking Patreon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being clear here, but the house across from me uh, apparently does, so I've been told. But anyway, all right. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Brodor and I usually have like a- almost a mini topic. Yeah, so it was something about Facebook or no? Or no, I mean, I could, again, I could rant about yeah. Facebook, but basically, Chad got out. Of now his that truck. you're on it, I yeah, mean, you know all Jesus about it Christ. now. You're an expert. So, but Chad got out of his truck and I asked him what he was doing with his mm-hmm. passport, and he was explaining to me that he had an inspiration for designing a new game. That's yep. what it was. And so we were talking about yes. Chad's new game and game yep. design. And you were talking about whether you cared about the game enough yes, if to were. actually see yep. it to yeah, fruition. Does he have the fire in his right, belly so, to so pursue it? Let me give you right? an interesting tie-in on this that's related to Twitter. has nothing to do with Narl. This is on the main Fear the Boot account. I posted a poll just out of curiosity asking people, have you ever homebrewed A, a setting, yes. B, a system, yes. C, both, yes. D, neither? No. Only 5% of people that responded. Now, I realize this isn't scientific. No, it's Fear the Boot. Well, it's, right. It's okay. completely true, honest, and scientific in every way. Right. But it wasn't from Narl, though. It was from <laughs> But the point is that 
only 5% of people that responded said they had never attempted to homebrew anything. Only 5%. Now, if you want my opinion, my fact. Yes. If, yes. You, if, if you want my opinionate fact, right, we're just kind of, we're just morphing. I believe that this is going to be at least largely reflective of the role-playing community. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think that is because role-playing is fundamentally, for the vast majority of people that engage in it, at least on some level, a heavily creative endeavor, right? You look at a setting and you think... It's storytelling and imagination from all parties involved. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Even gamers what? I know that would never dream of varying from the system mm-hmm. that are hardcore rule people completely throw the setting out and create their own yeah mm-hmm. well, what what kind of character do i want to be in this world what kind of story do i want to tell how do i want to fit into things maybe here's the story i want to tell that i don't think a game or a system exists for and so they go out and create. so i fully believe that the majority of gamers have at some point at least fiddled with a homebrew i fully believe this I, I I do not doubt for a minute that as unscientific as that poll was, that it is ballpark correct. I will reiterate something that I've said on the show multiple times. Gary Gygax wrote a book called Master Game Master, which is a ridiculous title. But his last name is Gygax, which is a ridiculous <laughs> last name. And he may or may not have even invented the term Dungeon Master. So, so you I, know, I, we're going to give the man some weight. Not to mention faking his own death. Did he really? Oh, yes. Yes. Him and Tupac are. So <laughs> Could you imagine the D&D game? <laughs> Tupac, Biggie, Elvis, and Gary Gygax? Oh, my well, God. And Andy Kaufman. <laughs> and Andy oh, Kaufman. no, no. Andy Kaufman would be like the troll that everyone... Can, do we have to game with this guy? Well, yeah, you you know? yeah. Because it's his He's basement, the bar. right? Right. His right. mom owns the house. Yeah. She's got the basement working. And then play. Jimmy yeah. Hoff is sitting there like, yeah, you have to play. <laughs> it's like, oh, God damn it, Jimmy. All right. All right. <laughs> Hoff is just smoking cigars <laughs> in his wingback chair in the corner, reading vintage Playboys, <laughs> drinking scotch. But every once in a while. Every That's a bullshit rule, Gary. Every once in a while, he makes a call. He's like, no, you got to play with Kaufman. Look. Why do you even like Kaufman? Shut up and play. And he keeps the whole Look, thing on the rails. You know, you know how people... You know how He's be- an organizer. Uh, Look, you know how gamers always eventually get that one guy or that one girl in the group they want to get rid of, right? And they don't know how to do it. Yeah, me. I'm that guy. I bet you. I <laughs> yeah, bet if you, you don't know, you're that guy. No, I bet you all of this. Biggie, Tupac, Elvis... Gary Gygax. Oh, man. I think I got a crit. Hoff. I think I got a simmy. I wanted this game. I believe all of this was an elaborate plot to finally have a game without Dave Arneson. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Shots fired. Jesus. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to (laughs) cry. So. (laughs) Let's talk about maybe... The current American president starting less controversial. Are you kidding? Like, I want to do this. I want to do this at Fear the Cow. Like, I want to play like that game from the moment you sit down. You, and you're not playing the character. From the moment you sit down, you draw and you are Tupac or Biggie or Jimmy Hoff, one of these people, and then you get a character. So, like, you are Elvis I playing the wizard. It's yeah. brilliant. Like, but, but it's, oh, man, I love these all, verbal components. It's all I'm hidden. Cast a spell. It's all hidden. <laughs> Nobody knows who's playing what. I mean, no fighter. Oh, right. That's even better. <laughs> because one of them is Dave Arnson. Yes. <laughs> you yes. don't know who. 
It's like, oh yeah, well, you know, you're now, driving in the Elvis. Have, does this suddenly, game have a trader mechanic? What? Suddenly you have two Elvises. Yes. Which one is Dave Arnson? Which it's one like is Elvis? This, Which one just doesn't understand who Tupac Shakur is? Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure like that music you make. <laughs> you guys and them crazy beats. Uh, <laughs> my companion is a hound dog. <laughs> All right, uh, so I got one last thing, and then we're going to go into the gaming topic. Go. I'm really loving this idea yeah. of it's, game. It's brilliant. But, the, I mean, the stroke of genius, though, I think, was Dan's, is that you're Elvis, yeah, right. but then you get a character. Yeah, that's, that's the part right. I love. Well, honestly, who, who the hell cares about the character? Yeah, it's a fighter. Whatever. Okay, let's play. It, it's Yeah, and that's that's the layers of role-playing, is from the moment you sit down at the table. It's you, all I see. You are yeah. a character playing a character the game master gives a two-minute speech where no one is allowed to talk where he explains and then at the end of it he says go no one is allowed to be out of character so there's a grab you're out of character you're out of the game there's a grab bag of items right so like if you pull out the bandana right you're tupac right if you pull out the bag of powdered donuts you're baby (laughs) or elvis or either one we don't know because it's a traitor mechanic (laughs) the first person to drop out of character is dave artisan you can have two elvises because you can have young Elvis and fat Vegas Elvis and then Dave Arnson pretending to be Elvis so he doesn't get caught. An Elvis impersonator. An Elvis. Oh, my God. Yes. This is uh, this is what I'm thinking. Because you can open and the game like, up to like 10 people. And if you're playing like Biggie and at some point your slow flow is not remarkable. <laughs> oh, oh, that no. Then people know Dave people Arnson. Know. That's, <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't know who you're going to get, but you best practice yes and prepare exactly. yourself before this game so yeah some of these i could do without any practice oh, oh biggie no i i would almost be intimidated to get into this game biggie and elvis i mm-hmm. could do but you know i'm a biggie fan you're a biggie right? fan i'm yeah, a biggie I'm fan not. right so biggie and elvis i could do without prep the other ones i would have to do some research yeah. and, and whatever i could do well he's not in this and we don't think he's faked his death he really did voice unicron and then check out but like <laughs> if, if you want to do like Orson Welles, though, he really did die. I could probably do... Did he? Well, I could do the critic version of Orson Welles. <laughs> the actual yeah. Orson Welles would take a little I'm more work. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> One in my beard. What luck. <laughs> so, all right. Our gaming topic is we're going to redo a all top... Right. So, I have to interrupt you, Dan. Okay. I have to say why we're doing this topic because you're not going to admit why we're doing no, it. No, you're, you're, I, you're, no, no, no. You think you're going to admit why you're going to do the topic because you you got interrupted, you got ganged up upon, and all these people, they, they were mean to you, and they were, mm. during this topic. But that's not why you're doing it. This is therapy. You... Well, so have, more than 100 episodes yeah, ago as it, well. I think but, revisiting it is, is, so what is this, pertinent. Yeah, what this thing that Dan is about to describe... You've been holding it in your black little evil heart Mm -hmm. for over a hundred episodes. And now it's time to stand from a bully pulpit and tell all of these people that these other people were wrong. So while most people... Well, he finally got three hosts that agree with him. Right. And now he wants to revisit the topic. (laughs) Now now that I've gerrymandered the podcast. But you know what? Uh, Some people... You know, they need their echo chamber on Facebook. I just need it around this table, right? I I, I can stand being disagreed with anywhere but this table. And <laughs> so the topic was, it was an episode 303. I'll link it in the show notes if you want to go revisit it. But the topic was 
the gamification of a role-playing game. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, what had inspired... I don't want to be kicked off the show. I agree with you 100%. Well, let me, yeah, and we're going to review the history of, of what happened behind the scenes here that you guys at home probably don't know. But what led up to this was originally Chad and I got to talking about mm-hmm. this, and Chad was not on the episode. The episode was me, John, Julie, and Pat. And it was basically the three of them dogpiling me. Mm-hmm. Not but, in the fun way that your no, no, persona no. is accustomed to. No, no, yeah. Not, <laughs> not in the greasy way. Right, right. <laughs> not, not in the Riku, Lulu, Yuna sort of way that you would want, which probably would not be my three picks. And by the way, we are at some point going to have a contest called Who Would You Ship Dan With? But we'll, we'll, And if it's not me, you're wrong. <laughs> well, and we're going to have different categories. Like, I'd actually pick it. For personality, pick it for looks, pure humor, but I don't know. I, I'm in all those categories. I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying we're, we're going to have this at some point. There's going to be a most comedic. That's me. I'm a funny, handsome, intelligent, swarthy man. Yeah. No, you're funny, but putting you with him isn't funny because you fit. Mm. You go together. We are the OTP. Exactly. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so okay. you would not be that. the most comedic choice because you fit. I, right. I could see You belong. That. We do. So, we have this... 35-year-old bromance going on. Oh, it's longer than 35 years. But uh, the point being that the topic was the gamification of games and how it started was at the time, Chad had stumbled across a website called Duolingo. And over 100 episodes later, I will link this in the show notes once again. This topic was literally done several years ago. And what Duolingo does is it gamifies the learning of language. So you have like a chart of like levels mm-hmm. and achievements. You've learned basic hello and goodbye. And then it's like, here's the achievement for learning food names. And then here's the achievement for this and that and the other. And you get points. Yeah. And who doesn't love yep. numbers going up? And, and there can... are games like this on Steam, particularly for language. They didn't exist at the time when you guys were doing this right. episode. I have like two or three of them because I'd like to learn Japanese. And, and you can compare with your friends. You can form friend things and compare how you're doing this. Now, one of the things that came up just more recently that I don't think existed at the time that we were talking about uh, before we recorded the show is apparently there is now a website where you can set personal goals and based on your achievement of those goals, you have an adventuring party. Yep. The new website is Habitica because you're forming a habit. Yeah. And that is some of the people at work are doing it. You basically go in and set your personal goals, but it's a role playing game where you created a character yeah. and your goals lead to your interaction that day to your dungeon crawl, to your fighting right. thing. So, and then there's a big challenge. Then you have to invite friends and form a party. Yeah. So, so you, I mean, I'm just making something up here as I've not used it, but when, from what I understand, it's something like, you know, you need to make it past the party of trolls and kill them all. And so that means doing your sets of weights for the day or going out and walking a mile or whatever. And I always say, man, I would love to see them split this across the classes and be like, you know, if you're trying to learn a musical instrument, each step you make in that, you know, gives you bard skills. If you're trying to learn a skill like programming or getting a certification or getting a degree, then that gives you like wizard spells. If you're trying to do like personal improvement, you know what? Psychological stuff or religious studies, too then that gives you level in cleric. If you miss a daily goal, you lose health. It's too bad you don't know a web developer with startup and entrepreneurial skills, Dan. Yeah, it is. That's true. But if I knew somebody that could program web applications. So Mm -hmm. here's the peer pressure aspect of it. When you have the big monster you're fighting, if anyone else is slacking off, you're all losing health. 
<laughs> so see, I would love to see this redone, except all this, like if you have a garden you're working on, right? That's Druid or rain. Like if you need to go ferry or the horses or whatever it is you do, then that's like levels and ranger. I don't know. I got to figure this only, off. Only a man who lives in a house this size talks about ferrying your horses. <laughs> because urine. <laughs> which, yeah. is, which is the treatment of their hooves. Right. Oh, I learned something today. I know. Yes. And now he's going to teach you how to play polo. I'll, I'll show you in the stables out back. I'll, I'll take you back there. I can there. hear the Patreon plummeting. Yes. <laughs> I'll take you to the stables out back and... We'll get old Mother's Lad, and I'll, I'll raise one of his hooves and show you how it works. Mother's Lad sounds like the prostitute you take your 14-year-old to. <laughs> but anyway, all right, we're getting nowhere on this. But the, we are getting so many I did places. not get out the tequila. Yeah. Okay. I did. I you mean Reserva de Senor? Almondrado. Almond-flavored Almond tequila. This thing is so sweet, you could... Feed this to a three-year-old Seriously, it's candy. You could, you could pour. You could just drizzle it on a cheesecake. It right. is, it is yeah. like an adult pixie stick. But all right, here's the point. On that show, what I talked about was with the gamification of games. What I talked about was applying these same concepts to a tabletop role-playing game to basically say that, especially at the meta game level, that we will create a game surrounding the kind of behaviors you want to foster at the table. How dare you? And man, I just got my kicked in on that episode. (laughs) But what's funny to me, and I'll explain the idea for anyone who didn't hear that episode, but what's funny to me is in the months and years since, all kinds of people, including a few of those that were curb stomping me on that show have been like you know we should really start gamifying our games in these different ways and i'm like you don't say (laughs) you really really you think that might be an idea wonder if anyone's ever floated that before but here's how it works every game has some kind of reward mechanic doesn't matter what it is right it can be scene control it can be experience points it can be bennies it can be fate ships it can be re-rolls every game has some kind of reward mechanic that you can work with And I personally, I don't remember what I said on that show. As of today, as of February 2017, I would not suggest doing anything negative, but I think it's a great way to incentivize positive behavior. Let's use a nice simple example. Let's say we're playing Fate. If you bring me a character background within the parameters I asked for, then that's one free Fate ship, not in your refresh pool, but just a free extra Fate ship, that you can use at any point. If you give me some plot hooks in your background I can use in the game, then I'll give you another fate ship. If you walk in the door and you check your phone in the bucket, then that's worth another fate point. And we could do this in D&D. I could say, look, each one of these is worth 100 XP points or whatever I want to say it is. In Battletech, I'd use something called edge points which come from the earlier versions of MechWarrior, and they're basically in-game re-rolls. You know, I might say, look, you get a free re-roll for each one of these that you do or something like that, or maybe a free point towards advancing a skill. Or, or you know, once again, you can do any number of things. Or say, hey, if like you bring me your character, your background stuff, a picture of your character, you know, you really look ready to go, then on the first game and just the first game, I'll give you a random roll off of magical item treasure charts. We'll keep it low level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to give you the Holy Avenger, but you can get a scroll of Cure Light Wounds or a plus one dagger or something like that. And 
this was my suggestion was to basically create a structured sort of achievement oriented. I mean, you could even do achievements if you put your phone in the bucket. (laughs) I mean, yes, wholly feasible. (laughs) Right. Three games in a row. Then you unlock the I put my phone away achievement and you get something for that. So this is if you get nothing. People like stupid rewards. Mm-hmm. And st- I look at my Steam account and I actually will stop and play replay games just to get the achievement. Oh, I'm completely with you. And but, I'm not a completionist like Dan. Well, and I'm coming down from that because. Thank God. Yeah. But the point being, though, that it, a lot of people are like that, where the achievement, which literally gains you nothing. No. Internet points. Mm. Okay. This is why I need to be rich. Because in addition to having a full-time stenographer for my gaming, (laughs) yes, I I know internet. I I can record them on a phone if I owned one. But if you're rich, you want to hire someone. I can't look over and go, excuse me, Karen, how much damage was that? (laughs) So, anyway. Read back what the cleric just said. (laughs) (laughs) But then I would have my own custom actual merit badges right so i'd get a sash for everybody in the game and then just have merit badges for these achievements (laughs) do you remember it was either the first story arc or the second of uh dresden i went out to like one of the dollar stores i bought erasers that were about the size of fate points and they said things like good job Mm -hmm. excellent well done that's one of the many uses okay so from rare earth or whoever it was I'll link it in the show notes. I need to figure out what the company name was. You and your show notes. I know. But they made those fantasy coins that had different... It was Rare Earth. It was was Rare Earth. There's other companies out there that do it. Right. But But this one was Rare Earth. And that was the one where they sent me the wrong ones back. They sent me ones that had... Some denomination, there was like Naked a Naked Knolls. No, there was a picture of a, of a, of a lich on the back. Mm. When I'd actually, I had ordered the Knoll ones. And so I wrote them and said, hey. And so then they sent me additionally two bags of the Knoll ones. But if I ever ran like a D&D game, you better believe you'd be getting Knoll coins. And you'd have some ability to exchange those in. And I'd have a list of things. Rerolls. Mm-hmm. Like ski ball tickets? X, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? And you can go to a freaking... Oriental Express, uh, which is a carnival supply company. Okay, and- I thought we were going to complete different direction. <laughs> no, 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 no. Drive through handies. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, there's a company called, it's called Oriental Express or Oriental Trading or something. It's Oriental that Trading Company. Oriental Trading. Okay, thank you. I had the name off. But That's racist. <laughs> That's the company name. Fair if we enough. had Occidental Trading, it would not be racist. But anyway. <laughs> but the point being... That you can go there and you can get all kinds of, you know, cheap little pirate coins or badges or whatever it is you want. Tickets, you know, raffle tickets. And you could have these kinds of things. And the point that I was making is it is so hard to get people. Look, gaming's not serious business. It's fun. But it is. I can introduce you to some people. I know. (laughs) I've met those people. Dude. You used to be one of those people. Let's admit it. Uh, not, way, no, yes, way back. In yes, the- but not to the extent of like the people that have drawn heat at the table. Mm-hmm. Like literally, this pulled guns on the table and such. I mean, this never, never been that. I'm not dangerous. That's a gangster with. right there. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Let's that, just say Dan would never be on one of Happy Jack's gaming horror stories. No, mm. no, no, no. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I may have my quirks, but I'm not a dangerous individual. But the point being that you know, there's. Things that it takes as a group consensus to make a game work. 
People have to show up. They have to stay in character. They have to play the game. Yes, we're going to be us because we're friends, but you have to make some effort. You can't be the class clown. You can't be on your phone or laptop. <laughs> I'm telling. I know. I know. We weren't supposed to talk about this. All you've got to do is text them during game. Just get I, out your own phone and. Text I love them. your idea of minus game, fifty DKP. The game, the game master's going. Somebody gets on their phone and mid scene description, mid sentence, the game master stops and they get out on their phone until the <laughs> person you, puts it down. It'll work. It'll or, work. Or everybody's on their phone. I'm a big it. fan of shaming. Yeah. Public shaming, private shaming. Yeah. I also like your other idea of somebody's on their phone during the game. The game master pulls out their phone and texts them. Do you want a game? I'm telling you. See, or nudes, please. <laughs> uh, you'll get it. You'll, yeah, I, I think Pat will like <laughs> DDoS your phone with pornography. Well, Pat will start asking you questions. It's just like, you know, age, you know, what, what kind can, of kink can, here? Can we, can, we, can we ballpark in? Yeah. It's, it's like saying I want to go somewhere on planet Earth to him. I right. mean, you got him. Nudes, he'll stand up and he'll pull his pants down. Like, now, Pat knows what I like. He'll send me exactly what I'm looking Yeah, for. he'll stand up and pull his pants down. <laughs> yeah, he'll just send me a link to Suicide Girls. That's all I need. But, all right. All right. But the thing is, one of my problems with all of this is that when you have or are not getting behaviors at the table, so you have negative behaviors, you're not getting the positive behaviors you want. It creates some really difficult situations. And I believe that there is a time where you just have to push up and just say, look, we need to confront this. But there are other times where you really have to ask, is the confrontation worth it? Is the passive aggression worth it? Is whatever, is this, Ben Burner's nodding yes, but are these things really going to get me what I want? And the answer that I found is it is far better to use carrot than stick. When we're talking about interpersonal relationships, we're not talking about in-character stuff. There I recognize the value of carrot and stick. But look, these are my friends, right? I don't want to take the stick to punish them. But it's like, but to say things like, okay, For those of you that are giving me the behaviors I want that we need to make this game go somewhere, and I'm not going to punish you for stuff like, well, your character did something that I wasn't counting on. No, no, no. I don't mean that. I am talking about pure metagame courtesies. Are you in attendance? Are you attentive? You know, are these kind, did you put the effort into the game? I wrote the game. Did you bring beer? You know what? Contributing to the snack pile. Yeah. Could be yeah. one of them. Mm-hmm. The Contributing to the communal snack pile. That could very well be one of them. And say, you know, when you, for example, one of the ones I did when we were playing Battletech was whoever ordered the food got a fortune cookie. Oh, yes. yeah. And the, and the way that. we used the fortune cookie was we'd eaten Chinese enough times that we had these piles of fortune cookies. And so what I would say is whoever ordered the food because rather than trying to divvy it up because nobody ever has cash so we would just alternate week one i buy week two chad buys week three wayne buys so on and so forth and what we would do is that's communism it's just no that's reasonable conduct among adults but (laughs) what we would do is whoever paid for dinner i would say can draw a fortune cookie and so if a scene did not go very well they could take the fortune cookie hand it to me i would open the cookie read the fortune and then find some way to adjust the scene. So if like it said, like, if you... A mysterious visitor will be coming your way soon. 
and you're like locked in a cell. Yeah. Then and then all of a sudden, oh, what do you know? One of the NPCs that was friendly to you guys who could conceivably be somewhere or make a phone call does so and you're you're walking instead of the guys rescuing you you're walking out and you meet them at the bus stop yeah exactly and so you know it's it's i would let them change it up based on so i think you could absolutely do things like that and i was never in favor of using this as or at least i'm not now once again that, that episode was years ago i literally don't remember what i said but Here's the truth I found in human relationships. This one's not too controversial. I have found that I can get far more out of courtesy than I can out of anger. That if I walk into a restaurant and I'm a regular and I tip well and I'm polite to the waiters and waitresses and I behave myself well and I don't make a mess on the table and I don't raise a huge fuss about every little thing. And when the manager comes by, I say, hey, my waiter or waitress is doing a great job, that kind of stuff. The things that they will do for me is far more than I could get by, okay, yeah, I could scream, yell, throw a fit, and maybe they'll give me the steak cooked a different temperature, but it's going to have some special sauce on it. (laughs) Whereas if they really like that, where if they know me, well, if you want the protein, whereas if they know me and like me and I say, hey, my steak's not quite cooked right, they're going to be our bad, and it's going to come out correct and not have the special sauce. There's a restaurant that we go to. It's a place called Gulf Shores. It's a, a Cajun restaurant or a Creole sort of restaurant. That's They've got two locations here. The one I go to is over in Illinois. And we go there all the time. They know us. I'd like just like to say that I make better jambalaya than... Even, I don't know. You might. They, they have no, out, I do. They, may, they have outstanding shrimp and grits. Holy crap, is it good. But we go there all the time. But we being me and some people from work... Treat them well, tip them well, always polite to them, right? We're always we're always very positive to them. And as a result, when we go in there and we get the $3 drink special, mm. they pour out the drink from, you know, the big pre-mixed pitcher. And then I see them take a bottle and uh, <laughs> yeah, spruce it up a little bit, yeah. shall we yeah. say. Why are they doing this? Because I can get far more out of being polite than being a jerk. Broder, you know this from... Working in no, retail. It's, it's, it's absolutely true in most situations. There are situations where the asshole actually gets ahead. Medical resupply is one of those situations <laughs> where, where if you are kind, you're cordial, you're polite, I might remember your name and I might remember your encounter, but the company has no inclination to give you what you need or to go above and beyond. But if you are insufferable... And screaming and threatening, we will bend over like Thai whores to give you what you want. That's kind of funny because I work for a medical software company, and I mean, we and you call your team the Thai Lady Boys? <laughs> yes. No, we we kind of are the reverse. Where if someone comes calls in and they're an insufferable ass, okay, we'll take care of them. We're not going to violate contract or anything. But if they really want us to run that extra mile to do something we wouldn't have otherwise done, we're not obligated to do whatever that goes you know, way outside of the normal customer service you would expect. That's the nice people. When I worked in the optical industry many, many years ago, it was the same way. It was always the squeaky wheel that got the proverbial grace. Well, I think the difference when I look at it for throughout my career in times where I've been in support roles. You would have the people that, in any corporation, you have the people that you know, this person will go straight to the CIO. If they don't get what yeah. they want, they're going to go to it. Oh, you I know love what those you do for that person? Where... 
you fix their stuff exactly what they want, but I never would do anything extra. Yeah, you never go so much as an inch beyond. But and they do get faster service sometimes because I love those emails right to where them. it's you and them, and then it's you. Then they respond with you, them, and your boss, and their boss, and then you yeah. respond with their boss's boss, and then, like, <laughs> the ten emails later, there's like, so many yeah. people on this list. Within about half a dozen emails, yeah, the whole company's on the list. Mm-hmm. But, because that gets done. Right. But Along with urgent, hard stop, please advise. Right. That, 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 if you are in a corporate environment and you use that language, you're the dick. You need to stop. It doesn't get anything done any quicker. So the thing I would say about gaming, though, is that unlike any of these other situations, it's not an impersonal transaction. It's not something where it's about punching a time card, getting your stuff done, cash that paycheck, not yeah. getting in trouble. Gaming is a purely volitional. We chose to do it, right? It's a hobby. We're there because we like these people. We're friends. The entire thing is driven by social capital, Mm. that you have these relationships that you want to keep in the black, you know, that you want to keep positive. Right. And that's why in these metagame situations, I'm a big fan of using the carrot, but not the stick. And once again, and this is why I wanted to bring this back up, because, man, on that show, holy crap, (laughs) it's like Albert Spirit, the Nuremberg Trials. It was just. So we we talked about this a little bit in a car ride, and, and I had some observations about why you got nailed on this. Right. And I'm not going to share them all, but when you look at the makeup of the hosts that were there, they're all very young, and then Pat's a teenage girl. So they're all very young. And what you're talking about is if you do X, you get Y. I'm not removing Z. No one's getting anything negative. Only people who do X are getting Y, right? There's no negatives. If you do nothing, you're just null. You're even. You're not losing anything. Yeah, I'm not subtracting experience points. But I'm behind. But what those people believe, because they're very young people and a pet's teenage girl, is that they see themselves as this person got something and I'm not getting it. Because what I'm doing or not giving you is perfectly acceptable. Me jacking around on my phone every game, even after we agreed not to do it, is that's perfectly acceptable. Me not giving you character background or plot hooks or anything or a name for my character, that's just how I play. That's just how I roll. And that's fine I'm not getting anything for you. You're giving this person a reward for doing this stuff, yet I'm not getting the reward yeah. for just being me and no, doing what I, I'm I really, I've run into this before. I've run into this. It's called entitlement. No, I've run into this in video. Yes, it is entitlement. You're dead on. I've run into it in video games when the nerfing conversation starts up. Mm. When they give a boost to something, everyone else thinks I'm being penalized now right. because they're, they're suddenly better. And I've never been able to get past that argument. Mm-hmm. Like I have had this conversation with numerous people over the years on that side of if you give somebody something, you're then, you know, you're not yeah. giving it to me. Not That's, giving it to me yeah. means you're taking something away from exactly. me. Because, they, yeah, they it's treated as a non-zero-sum game. Mm-hmm. And so I've never been able to drill through that mentality. Not once yeah. have I ever been able to get the other person See, to understand it. 
And in the case of gamifying role-playing game, the, and when I know what you're talking about, I've seen yeah. that same argument. And in a world where you guys are all in it together, and the whoever's running the game, whether we're talking about an MMO or Game Master or whatever, makes the decision to buff up this character or nerf this character, I understand that their standing as compared to the other characters has been shifted for reasons that they cannot control. All right, so let's think about this kind of like a horizontal column, right? You have all the players going from left to right. Row. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. (laughs) A row, if you will. (laughs) As far as Wayne, Mr. Excel over there didn't get me on that. Oh, I thought it, but I'm I'm with you here. Right, right, right. So it's like a row, right? So the individuals are moving up and down for reasons they can't control, and it's occurring in comparison to each other. But when I look at this in the terms of a tabletop role-playing game where behavior that everyone is capable of is being positively and only positively rewarded, what I see is you're only in a competition with yourself, mm-hmm. right? This is not yeah. – it's not like the Olympics. It's not like only one of you gets a gold. You can all get the gold yeah. by just making your own time. You bring me your background. I'm not going to be like, well, you know what? Wayne's is really good, and this one over here looks like it was written by a four-year-old in crayon, so Wayne gets more points. No, it's if you did it, if you put the effort in, right? I, as a game master, and I know this varies from game master style to game master style game to game, but when I run a game, I put effort into running that game. And if all I'm asking is you put in some tiny amount of effort and some base level of courtesy... And anyone can do this. You are not in competition with anyone but yourself. If Wayne got a plus one and Chad did not, it's it's not because Wayne defeated Chad. You defeated me. It's not because the game master defeated Chad. Chad, you are just as good as you were yesterday. I'm just a little bit better. (laughs) But see, see, it's that. It's Uh that smug son of a bitch. (laughs) That is why I think your argument is... But ah, but it's it's because of the fact that you know the the person right. in question opted not to do it, and and here's what I would and you know they did get something out of it, they got to jack around on Fallout or a video game, yeah, or, you know they exactly didn't have to put in the look at they, porn, whatever it is right. they got they wanted to do. That's Watch what, Gilmore Girls again. <laughs> That's what got out of it. <laughs> but here's my suggestion. All right, if you, if you are a game master and you're thinking about doing this, I have two basic recommendations. Don't. You'll get in trouble. You're a monster. <laughs> yes. A monster. I'm fine wow. with that. I can accept Dare that. You. I I've reached the age where I and I you know, I felt this way for a long time. <laughs> but you felt this way I ever since the first day I've met you. I, I am in preschool. Right. <laughs> I know, and then that's true. But Chad, there is something that's more You more, are really a consistent person. I am a very consistent <laughs> person. But you see, there is something about me that has changed to a new consistency. Oh, and actually, yeah. Chad, I have you largely thank for this. I'm oh. not being sarcastic. I'm a jerk. And no, no, did no. you recommend something high in fiber? <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm not be- and I'm not being sarcastic here, mm. which is the fact that the older I get, the less I care about what other people think of me. Oh, oh, that is it's so freeing. Now, it? there is a baseline morality, right? That, oh, sure. That doesn't mean I want to be an a-hole. Yeah. That doesn't mean I want to be non-compassionate or anything like that. But 
Because the, the lowest common denominator there is you poop in the corner and throw the poop at people, and you don't care what sure. they think of you. I mean, there are yes, certain standards. Yes, precisely. There, there are standards, and I want to be a decent person. Mm-hmm. I want to have a standard of morality. I want to be liked for good reasons yeah. by the people around me. There's always somebody out there who's going to hate you. Precisely. There's always somebody out and there you just, who's going to love you. you just gotta, and you just got to be you. You just got to not care. And... But you, be you but here, here be that furry pervert. I will the fervert, the fervert, the fervert yeah. <laughs> running from the persecution. Of, <laughs> but but here's the thing. So here's my recommendation. I will always <laughs> my next game the persecution. <laughs> Instead of character sheets, at the top of it, it'll say persona. persona. Yes, <laughs> but but did you know there's a furry version of BattleTech? Oh, oh. I, I forget what it's called, but there's a furry version of Battletech. But brilliant! It, it was and called. it was apparently actually like FASA gave them because this was back when FASA was around. FASA actually gave them kind of the a nod. nod. Yeah. yeah, they actually said that's fine. We will let this ride. Can I flip the script for one moment? Which script? We're talking about twenty different things at once. The, the script about I'm the, trying, about the main topic. Okay, because I'm trying to give recommendations, but go ahead. So here's my issue. Mm-hmm. Your game master puts forth the effort to create a game mm-hmm. yes. and build a world and to have this sandbox for you to play in. Yes, sir. And then provides the opportunity for you to get extra credit. It is not required. Yes. It is an opportunity at extra credit. And it credit. isn't going to break the game. You and know, you it's are, nice, but it's not. And you are so self-important that you are angry about the fact that you did not take the opportunity to engage in the extra credit, and this is somehow the Game Master's fault Brodor. or another player's Brodor. fault? Because there's a table and mics in the way, I can't go down on you, Sue. Can I just shake <laughs> your hand? This is seriously, where were you on episode 303? I, I'm, so if you've listened to the show with any semblance of regularity... I think I, he was. I think this is before Brodor joined the show. I, I think yeah. it is before I joined the show. I am decidedly pro-Game Master, and all my, all my games are Game Master facing, right? Which mm-hmm. is not true, but anyway, what kind of do you have to be to be upset with the game master for providing that kind of opportunity for the players to encourage and that's what positive it is. behavior? It is not punishment. It is opportunity because right. you are not. Why, t- why am I fat? It's not because I don't have a workout set in my basement. It's because I'm lazy. Why do I have a shitty job? It's because I threw away a great opportunity that I had and that I didn't go. I didn't finish college. These things are all my fault. Dan They're didn't not finished college. And look at this mansion. He precisely. My point. I, did not, I did not put forth the effort to educate myself in programming like Dan did to get such a palatial mansion, which is why you do not have my indoor pool and horses. <laughs> I mean, he says there's no indoor pool. He just hasn't found it yet. He hasn't explored the mansion. My, my point is, is that if opportunity There are whole floors I've not been to. I only just found the library. Yeah. My, my point is, is that there's a butler that was lost for a week. Yeah, it's it's, well, it's it, like it Minecraft. I just keep digging down. Yeah. And actually, Bruno and I haven't actually left. We got lost last week down here, and we just found our way back into the recording. And I, and and I didn't even notice. To snuggle for warmth. Yeah. Yeah. How, how can you be upset with the Game Master for this? Right, right, right. I don't get it. But so... Here's my suggestions on how to do this. Number one, you as a game master, figure out the behaviors that you want to encourage. Write those down no on the list. No phones at the <laughs> table. I'm confused on what Chad would like to see. Just keep but, them in your car. But things I would like to see would be things. Boobs. 
Cool. Okay, bring hey. me a tit pick that doesn't. <laughs> Here's right here, baby. When did you, you get that? pierced? I didn't get pierced. I have inverted nipples. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Chad unleashed. <laughs> My his... joke almost landed until you swatted it out of the sky. <laughs> Chad unleashed his persona. <laughs> right. See, this is why I'm so accepting. Yeah, I you. know. I appreciate yeah. that. But the point being that one, figure out the behaviors mm. you want to encourage: game attendance, staying on topic punctuality punctual mm. some degree of punctuality character consistency uh, plot wait, wait wait what is character consistency i need to ask you because you're, you're my game master playing the same sure. playing <laughs> the same character because i have three totally different <laughs> characters in this game i need to make sure that is not what i'm referring to thank god when i say character consistency i don't mean playing the same character because you have the three characters right I mean, when you are playing that character, that character's actions reasonably make sense for that character. Okay. That character. So, so, like, if you're playing nice. a crazy sane person, they're always crazy. If you're yes. playing a sane, straight-laced, quiet guy, they okay. just don't have a day where they go crazy for no reason. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, step one is identify the behaviors that you want to encourage. Step two, I would say, to fairly communicate these items to the players. Set the expectations. It is my experience that people may piss and moan, but in the long run, most people can adapt to anything as long as they know what to expect. If you tell them this is what's going to happen and that's what's happening, then they can adjust to it. The third one, I know I said I had two, but I actually have three. The third one, because this is a It's your show, and you can put as many topics as you want. Exactly. And they're all true. I expect when players tell me they have a list that they have the right number of items on the list. Oh, (laughs) of course I'm not playing in your game. Exactly. (laughs) But, But number three is I would say also as a game master, make sure that whatever you're offering is not game breaking yeah. that you're you're offering yeah. somebody you're not giving the holy avenger right you're not giving the holy avenger you're not giving them three levels you know whatever it is you're giving them something that is worth getting but is still only an incremental my advice would be it, it's it, it's a peck it, on the cheeks it's not internet it's imaginary internet points a scroll of cure light wounds sure a you know a ring of Plus one half the time or something a like that. A free re-roll. A free re-roll. Yeah, I mean, it, a it's single chip. It's something that's going to be useful but is not game-breaking. You, you, what you're doing is you're just tweaking that little pleasure center in their brain right. and saying, hey, I got something. Yeah, yeah go me. I, I would note, I don't know if I'd make this a full point four or not, but I would note as a just a, a item of courtesy, as the game master, obviously, be flexible with your standards based on the real-life situations. If somebody has a parent who's in the ER and might be having a heart attack and that person's checking their cell phone and you take their fate chip away, you're the dick. You're the dick now. Well, the question is, why are they at the game and why are we not playing something else while they're at the hospital? There are are a lot of answers for that. And part of that is how people deal with things. It it also could be they're not in the same state. What if I'm on call? Yeah, Wayne and I go on call. Uh, well, not anymore. Not, you, but, but yeah, you, you could you could and, you could be on call for yeah. work. You know, there are reasons I think, or you can't show up to the game because of the fact that there's some serious life catastrophe. It's not a recurring thing. There's something serious, you know, where there there was a spousal argument or something that has to be cleaned up. Real life has to come first, and so they can't attend. Don't dock the person. You know, use some yeah. reasonable judgment in terms of enforcing these rules and maybe saying, okay, you tried. You didn't make it, but you respected me, right, okay. enough that I'm going to 
let this one slide, and I'll give you the point or the Benny or the XP or whatever it is. Now, I'm going to ask the controversial question here. So this is your point five that okay. I'm putting on you, right? You do this. You're given the points. You're given the binnies, and you have a player or players who hate this idea. They hate it. They hate not getting a thing and whatever, but they don't contribute. Do not give in. And what I mean is that you can eliminate the system of rewards, but don't capitulate and give the player who isn't doing anything a reward because that takes the rewards that you've given and makes them worthless. Yes, absolutely. There is an old truism within the business world, which is that if you assign a metric to any group of workers, that is what they will do. Okay, let me give you an example. Let's say you have a call center that does tech support. And you say, we want to see you guys being efficient. We want to see you guys turning over as many calls as you can in a short time as possible. Well, suddenly, whether the customer's problems get solved is not going to matter. Because they want to meet that metric and get their pay bonus or whatever it is, their pizza party, whatever you're offering, then suddenly you're going to be getting 30-second calls where nobody's problem gets solved. If you flip that and say, well, wait a minute, okay, instead... Now we're going to have a customer survey at the end of the call. Then, well, these calls may suddenly start being 30 minutes long, but they're going to be lovey-dovey and they're going to get the problem solved. People are going to chase whatever metric you put in front of them. And Chad, you are exactly right that if you put a metric in front of people that says, you know what, you can do the minimum amount of work or maybe even no work at all. But if you fuss at me for 60 seconds and create drama for my life, then I'm going to capitulate and give you these points anyway. Well, 60 seconds of, of fuss is easier. Easy. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. And I'm not saying everyone's a jerk and going to do that. I am saying there are jerks that are going to do that. Yeah. And so I absolutely agree with you, Broder. You are nodding. I can only imagine given some of the jobs you do. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, it's, it's absolutely true. I mean, what you said about call center work and those, you want me to get X number of calls done in an hour, I will meet that metric, but my service will be abysmal. Well, I'm going back to the fantasy shop. I have to imagine that the sorts of goals you set for the people, the kind of parameters you set. I mean, you've talked about quite openly that when you first started managing there, one of the issues was that you had a lot of generic Simpsons comic book guys right. who were these know-it-all condescending fat beards who were just jerks. Anyone that walked through the door, they knew the subject matter. So if that was the metric, then they were getting an A+. But in terms of actually building relationships, selling products, making people feel welcome, they were not doing so well. Right. And so, you know, you had to set some parameters on the kinds of employees you were willing to have. And having an employee who really sells me on a game, who sells me on the shop, maybe even more than well, the game. That's, that, that's actually the far more significant issue. I know we're in the weeds at this point, but it's not about selling you a particular item. It's not about you even leaving with something in your bag. It's about you leaving with a good image of the store and of the hobby. That's the most important Mm -hmm. thing you can do. Yeah, because you're creating a consumer, not just a purchase. Exactly. But the point is that you had to set those goals. You had to set those metrics, and you had to think about how you were going to encourage or, or discourage. Yeah, I, or, I, I can't take all the credit for well, that. But, I mean, but, right, yeah. but I'm just saying, I know this was in your mental math. Yeah, right? exactly. This was part no, of your precisely, job. Precisely. I, I'm not saying you did it all, but I am saying this is, and this is no different when you're running a game. Look, social interactions 
are social interactions. There are truths of human nature and human socialization that don't change whether we're talking about a job or a trip to a restaurant or a tabletop role-playing game. And I got to say, you know what? It, it is so nice redoing this <laughs> where <laughs> did your did your cold black evil heart get a little grew, less black and a little less cold? it grew three sizes <laughs> which incidentally in a large heart's actually a very dangerous condition to have <laughs> so You're taking dan to the hospital right as soon so as we end this episode why, why the grinch didn't go from whoville to whoville generals beyond me <laughs> but because <laughs> if your heart suddenly enlarges three sizes you are in imminent peril of death right so just just fair warning there but anyway i want to thank you three around the mic for a very different sort of episode than well we, we did didn't want to get kicked off the show yeah i appreciate that <laughs> and, and, and i'll allow you to return <laughs> that's <you>. hardcore <laughs> yeah and, and i'll be sure to tell the doorman to buzz you through <laughs> next <laughs> thank you can you can you have your man bring our vehicles here's around what, here's what sucks every time i go to the bathroom i have to borrow five dollars from dan so i can tip the guy who hands right. me the Towel. Hey, yeah. but the towels are always warm. <laughs> They're great. Yeah, and yeah, and, and it's like a teddy bar. Come on, man! You guys are milking me enough. I'm paying eight dollars for a Budweiser, right? I, don't make me pay somebody to dry my hands after pissing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> are you sure that's not just a pervert hobo who just wants to feel you up, and you happen to pay them? $8? I did. Wonder why one hand was always in his pants. <laughs> here's your towel, sir. Because here's your, your towel technical. and here's mine. <laughs> so, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great week and great games, and we will catch you next time. Not a Brodor episode without a titty bark story. <laughs> this has been a production of Fear the Boot, copyright 2017. Listeners are free to use this episode in any non-commercial endeavor so long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at feartheboot.com. Fear the Boot is also a member of the RPG Academy network of shows. You can find other great shows in this network at therpgacademy.com slash network.